0: Welcome to the FISH meeting. Four friends and disciples of Jesus Christ have been meeting and discussing God's Word over the past 10 years with over 100,000 minutes together studying the Scripture. And now they are making that study available to you. Listen in as they bring the Bible into their everyday lives. Alright, let's get started this morning with a prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to come together uh, each and every week for the Fish Meeting Bible Study. Uh, this is a long-standing Bible study, Lord, that we feel blessed uh, being a part of. And so we just ask for your blessing upon this study this morning as we, as we study about uh, fasting and uh, the true treasure and how you provided for the needs of uh, your people when you called them out in the desert. So we just ask that you help us to see ourselves in the story this morning, Lord. That uh, as we study your word, uh, we can apply the spiritual truths that we see within it to the way that we interact in our world today. We we have so many challenges with divisions and uh, and difference, um, differing ways of looking at uh, the world and how our worldviews all interact with one another. It just seems, Lord, that uh, that it's more divisive and and uh, and um, and dividing than it should be. And so we just ask, Lord, that, uh, that you be with us this morning as we study your word so that we can be the light of the world that you've called us to be, that we, can, that we can be a unifying force, helping others to see your love within us, because we know that within you, in the body of Christ, we're united in one spirit and uh, one Lord and one baptism. So we just ask for you to bless us this morning as we seek the truth within your word. And we ask all this in Jesus' holy and blessed name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're in Matthew six sixteen, uh, which is uh getting to talking about fasting. I think last uh last week we talked about the uh, uh I know we talked about giving to the poor. And uh have we talked about fasting yet? Uh Sunil, sometimes you have us marked. Do you have us marked for today? Yeah, I have marked Matthew 7.3. Seven, 3. Seven. All right.
2: next Matthew seven three. It says next week is Matthew seven three.
0: Judging others. That's right. Okay, so I got uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit behind. Uh, so that's good. All right. So Matthew seven. So it says judging others. Um, and we'll start in, uh, we'll start in verse one. It Says judge not. Let me change to the, to the NIV. It says do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye, while all all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces." So uh, I think um, you know we 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 even mentioned it this this morning uh, you know before uh, as we were getting started too uh, about um, judging others right uh, and we uh, we refer to that a lot. Do not judge. Um, I think that you know there's a there's a piece of this that will help us in that I think uh, and that piece is that with the measure you judge others that measure will be used to judge you. I think uh, you know, I think um, for the Pharisees at least that was. That was uh, that should have been uh, pretty convicting for them. And I, you know, I always remember we we uh, you know some of the some of the movies I enjoyed the most are those Sherwood Baptist Church movies. It um, started with Flywheel, and um, you know we know probably the most famous of those is Fireproof. I think that was one of theirs too. But uh, but if anybody saw Flywheel, that was the first one, and it was uh, the church actually made these videos to to try to reach their youth within the church, um, and then somebody released it. You know, so that Hollywood got a, a, a hold of it, and it, and then, and then they got uh, released. You know, kind of on a broader scale. But in, in Flywheel, the, uh, the storyline was about a um, a guy that you know went to church, but but didn't believe, and uh, he was a used car salesman, and he would, you know, do all the used car salesman tricks and take advantage of people and everything. And uh, and uh, he sold the the pastor of the church a car, and uh, and you know he overcharged him and you know took advantage of him and so as the pastor was driving away in the in the car before he drove away he, he prayed with the car salesman and and what he prayed was um for the lord to treat the car salesman in the same manner that the car salesman treated him and that the, the car salesman you know I opened his eyes like uh-oh and um, <laughs> that reminded me of this verse right because uh, that's what it says right the way you know not only do the way you know we talked about the golden rule I think last week too not only treat others the way you want to be treated but the, the, the way we judge others, right? In other words, the standards uh, upon which we hold others to—those um, are the those are the standards that, that God will judge us with. And you know, the um, the woman caught in adultery, you know, He said, "If you're without sin, cast a first stone," and nobody was left. Um, so. Yeah. No. Yeah, but
1: I war... think there's a fine. Oops, sorry, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Cherry. I think there's a fine line though between don't judge others and being discerning. And I've witnessed Christians who, trying to do the right thing, aren't discerning. They get caught up in doing something good, and they're not watching what's happening right in front of them, and they're part of the problem. So, you know, those are the people that would be in the synagogue allowing a market to be held there. And so, I don't know. I think it's another way that that Satan causes problems, and I think that it has to be said that you shouldn't judge other people but you should also be smart.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree, Sherry. But I don't think this is talking about judging others' actions. I think it's clear, uh, especially when we get into the Pauline letters. I think it's very clear that we should address sin, especially within the church, right? And, and we should do so in a loving way. And and you know, it says if uh, if you if you address uh, somebody's sin with them and they don't respond and take take another person, you know, because it's two or more and they still don't respond, bring them before the church. I think it's very clear that that we should judge actions at, at, on whether they're sinful or not sinful or, or whether they're edifying or not edifying. Um, what I think this is talking about is, is more towards the idea of, of uh, hating rather than loving. Right? I mean, think about it. It's on the heels of all of, the, uh, all of you know, the Beatitudes and the rest of the Sermon on the Mount. So I think the, the mistake isn't, um, I don't think, necessarily judging versus discernment. I think the mistake is judging and toleration. Right? And people say, don't judge, meaning I can do whatever I want to and you should be okay with it. That's not what this verse is saying. This verse is saying, um, don't condemn people to hell, right? Don't be the person that says, you know, you're not loved because we can't make those judgments. And and if we hold people to a certain standard um, in that regard, then beware because, you know, not literally. I, I think we're still saved by faith for, through grace, but... but um, you know, God will judge us in the same way. So I think I don't think this is talking about not addressing wrongful behavior. I, I, you're perfectly. I think you're. I, I perfectly agree with you. We need to. We must. In fact, it's loving in, uh, to address wrongful behavior. It's unloving not to. Um, and so I think I think your. You know, I think your point was exactly right that this scripture is used um, in order to condone uh, horrible, horrible things, and it shouldn't be.
1: So this scripture I have often been confused by, and I've recently gotten some clarity on it. So I'll offer this and see if you guys, if this resonates with you. But I don't think this is saying don't judge. I think what it's saying is before you judge, before you articulate to someone, look at yourself, examine yourself, and see if you have anything in your life that you need to address before you address because you know we're with brothers and sisters and they're um strained, we want to help them
0: yeah absolutely i, I but i think I think if, if you look at Luke, I think it puts some it adds a little bit of clarity to it because i I think we're um when we say it doesn't say don't judge, I think we might be looking at it from the wrong frame of reference, um what it's talking about is. Um, none of us are Jesus, right? So we can't be the judge. And if we look at Luke 6, verse 37, it says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. That's the same as what it says in Matthew. Then it says, Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Right? Now it turns it around and says, Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And then he told him this parable, and we can learn so much in the parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? A student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to plank in your own eye? And so and so judging others as if we're perfect and we do everything right and we know you know we know the total truth, that's you know, that's I think where we get into trouble. But helping others as we attempt to you know to to live rightly and to live spiritually, helping others who you know want to do the same. Right? I think it's I think it's more towards being in this together than it is um, setting ourselves above others. You know, think, uh, remember, he's talking to the Pharisees here, right? Who who felt like because they had the law they could do no wrong, and yet they were just as sinful as everybody else. But they were out there trying to kill Jesus, and they were they were um, you know uh, not letting the Gentiles anywhere near and you know, when the Gentiles wanted to convert to Judaism, they were, you know, some were saying, you know, how can they? They're not God's chosen. So it's a, uh, you know, it's it's not just about um, I think looking at somebody's behavior and saying their behavior is wrong. Again, it's uh, attitude over action. Um, so I think it's how how we see. And and I think what you said was perfect, right? It's helping others. Uh, that's the that's the point of what we want to do, and not excluding them because they're not as good as us.
2: So. I think I'm looking at this, uh, I agree with everybody, what you said, but I, I, I'm still taking a softer approach on this. And, and I'm breaking it into three parts. The, the first one, judge not, that you not be judged. So Jesus starts there, and then subsequently he says that, oh, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. With the, the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So he's starting with judge not. So he's telling us, you'll be better off if you don't judge. And then if you still want to judge, then you understand that you will be judged. And the measure you are going to use now to judge this other person, it's the same measure that God's going to use on you now. That means if you didn't judge, you probably are going to avoid all this stuff. And like Dr. B said, you first examine yourself. Now, I know personally myself, I'm not perfect. I'm not ready to judge other people now we are not talking you know like uh tim is mentioned about the pauline letters and paul commands us or oh, you don't hang out with this person or that person not that kind of thing uh this is like in you know i have heard many people say oh god is a just god and i know for me i don't need god's just justice i need his mercy so i don't think we are certain about ourselves in the measure that God looks at, that we are capable of judging others. Uh, So I'm taking a softer approach on this uh, in in judgment, and that's how I'm looking at this. I don't have the measure if I want God to give me back with the same measure, because the person that I'm judging, I am just looking at their wrong side. I'm not looking at their right side, the things they have right in their life. I'm just focusing on the things they have wrong in their life so I don't have the full knowledge and understanding of judging somebody. All I know is Jesus said, don't judge and you'll be better off. I'm going to stick with that part and not even go into too much breaking it down and saying, okay, this way we can judge and that way we cannot and that kind of thing. He says very, very plainly, don't judge. If you don't want to be judged, then don't judge. And then He was telling this to, of course, the Pharisees, but also to the common people. Because to the common people, Jesus was saying, your righteousness should exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. Yeah. The Pharisees have a lot of knowledge, and based on that, they have some righteousness. But your righteousness has to go to another level. And to go to another level, he's giving this kind of a command. And and the other point is that this will save us a lot of trouble in our own mind.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: when we go into this judgment business, we know there is a devil out there who is going to be constantly speaking to us. Oh, you go underneath this and you can still find a fault there, or you can avoid this and God's not going to say you are wrong or something. So we put ourselves into a lot of speaking from the devil, which, again, we may not have the capacity to kind of understand. Or uh, So
0: I think staying on the simple platform on this, is the better choice. At least that's how I'm thinking. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it It gets down to the sin and not the sinner, right? Because judgment is about the person. And, you know, I I, 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 and so I, I, I agree with everything that you just said, Sunil, um, talking about the person. Um, but I'll give you an example of, of where um, where I think uh, if we look at this the right way, it could be very helpful. And, and maybe it's a simple example, but I, I was you know I was uh, the associate pastor of a church in in the past and we we rented our church to a to a another church that was that didn't have a building and they were trying to to find a place and so for a while they rented our our church and we were trying to figure out whether they they should meet after us or before us and you know they they didn't want to meet after us and so they decided to meet before us and the first time they met they went long and um uh, and so some of our church members got upset because you know we were late uh, getting started and and I was making comments about how well I'll take care of this, you know, I'll make sure they don't do this to us again. And, and it was um, not overly negative, but it was was forceful. Let's just put it that way. And then um, I walked into the church, and the, and the senior pastor was sitting in the in the pastor's office. And I, when I walked in, I thought, uh, you know. But he said he said to me, "Be careful how you're how you think about and, and you know how you talk about um, men of God, because you know the it's true that." that they, you know, overstepped their, the terms of their contract, but they're but strong, faithful men of God, this church was. And so that was great advice, right? And, and on one hand, he could say, well, don't judge, so I'm not going to say anything. But I think that would have been the wrong thing for him to do. And so, the, 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 again, discerning, like Jerry said, the discerning nature in which he talked to me about how I viewed their, their actions and how I thought about them as people because of their actions was was spiritual it was good advice it was loving and it was uplifting and so you know we we got to be careful not to excuse wrongful behavior or wrongful attitudes but but to correct and 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 teach and reprove right the the um, this the scripture in Timothy um, but what we got to be careful to do and what Sunil I think you were talking about is not judge the person because of the thing that they did because we can't see the, the their hearts right on the right side so that's not a bad person that's not a you know, person going to hell. That's you know, all the judgments about the people are what we have to avoid. But I, mm-hmm. I do think um, that it's incumbent upon brothers and sisters in Christ, and especially within the church, to address um, to address um, you know the the things that people do if if those things are um, you know are sinful or unspiritual. Yeah, no, yeah but I, I think
1: that there are some assumptions.
0: That. Yeah, go ahead, Jerry.
1: I think. I think that there are assumptions that are made and I think that you know it's a lot of ego because to to assume that somebody who notices behavior that is not in line with God's will or scripture or Christian ways doesn't mean you're judging them and I right. think that that's a fine line that that's where Christians get in trouble number number 1 number 2 assuming that they don't take an honest look at themselves and then and realize that, that's not true either. It's possible that somebody can know their own weaknesses and still look at someone else, whether they're better or worse as far as their walk with God and and, and their alignment with Christian behavior. You can still compare it to what God wants out of us, because if, if you can't do that, then that's like saying you are not allowed to even acknowledge wrong behavior unless it's less than your wrong behavior. So there's a lot in there that I think is is where Satan causes problems within the churches, and that's exactly what he wants to have happen. So judging and discernment and doing an evaluation of honest actions and behavior against what God says is, is appropriate, that's an observation. And to label it as being judgmental, I don't think is appropriate.
0: You know, I, I, I agree, Sherry. I, I think there's a difference between saying that 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 thing that you just did is is not Christian, or that thing that you just did is not in accordance with God word God's word. There's a difference in in thinking that. I'm not just talking about the words that come out of our mouth, although you know our what comes out of our mouth follows our heart. But there's a difference in saying what you just did is unspiritual and saying you're not a Christian because of what you just did. Those two things are different.
1: Oh, definitely. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. But I don't. I mean. I would never assume that people that are noticing poor behavior think, automatically think that they're not a Christian. Yeah, no. you know, I, Honestly, when I've talked to the overwhelming majority of people are judging behavior. They're not judging the person. Now, they, they say they make generalizations, and that is what seems like it's judgmental. Um, but I don't know. I just think, as, as with many things that we've discussed, you know, ideally it's very clear. In Scripture, it's very clear. When we discuss it here, it's very clear. But when you apply it, it gets really messy, and I think that the devil counts on that. And I think that's where Christians have to be very careful and maybe make the distinction about what we're saying. A person versus behavior, you know, um, judging versus discernment, you know, all those things, I think if you're not sure, you should go back to Scripture and double-check.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I'll give another example. There, there was a church in Longview, Texas that um, a new pastor took over years and years ago. And um, and a lady who was known to be a, a prostitute in the town um, decided that she was going to come to church. And when, when she came to the church, there were members that said she wasn't welcome. And they were upset with the pastor because he didn't kick her out of the church. Right? Those those wow. people were being judgmental. Right?
1: Oh, now, absolutely.
0: Now, certainly, he shouldn't... He shouldn't give her, you know, uh, she he shouldn't have made her the church secretary, right? But Jesus said it's not the it's not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick, right? Those who were telling Jesus why did you eat with the the publicans and, and sinners, they were being judgmental, right? So uh, Jesus said that it's the sick who need a doctor. So I think that's the differentiation, and and um, I think uh, a big part of the problem is like you said, ass- assuming what people mean. Right? And so that's, you know, I mean, if we're, like, like the example I gave uh, when I was an associate minister, right, that I trusted the man who said that um, to, to be a faithful, um, spirit-led or spirit-filled person. And he knew me to be the same, right? So, so that interaction had absolutely no judgment in it whatsoever. I didn't perceive it that way, and he didn't mean it that way. And that's the interaction. I think that's profitable for the body of Christ. So when when the assumptions get in there that you know, oh, you're call, you're not you're calling me, a, you're you know you're saying I'm not a Christian. That that's judgment in itself too, right? So it is a it is a tricky thing, um, especially when we try to interpret words like judge, in the way you know we uh, always hear Judy at the end of it, right? But um, Judge Judy, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. the way uh, Christ was talking about this. I think was from a, a much different. It's it's the heart, right? That it's it's what we feel towards each other in our heart. Um, so I don't know if I if that helped or if I clouded it more at the end.
2: No, I think everything helped. All our discussion
0: helped because
2: we we are seeing it from so many angles, and uh, every input did make it clearer. We we definitely are not in a in a place where at least we have better understanding after the discussion
0: all right well let's uh let's stop there for uh, this week we've got our uh we've got our church christmas party today so we've got to start getting things ready for that uh and i think it's a good stopping point so next week that will be uh, matthew 7 7 ask seek and knock and i did write it on my noteboard. so uh between uh, one of the three or four of us we should have that uh, listed so i know uh, thank you for keeping a record of us for us so we know where we are. And um, so Matthew 7, 7 next week, ask, seek, knock, knock. Um, I think it's a good discussion. I appreciate everybody's input this morning. So I hope, uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And um, do, do one of you want to close us with a prayer? Oh, I can pray. <laughs> I was waiting for Dr. B.
2: All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, mighty God, thank you, Lord, for this time together that we have every week. Thank you that uh, you bring us back, you wake us up. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for Dr. B that she went there to Samaritan's Purse and did all those wonderful things, being the hands and feet of Christ. And we pray that you give her a fresh energy, Lord, that uh, she can do all these things and even more. And all these people that she touches, that their lives will be changed, that they will see Jesus in her and the love of God through her and 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 they will uh, be a new person after her encountering her so we pray a special blessing over her lord that you take care of all the things that on that are on her mind uh, and and make this thing easy for her so that she can go and serve god we pray over our discussion lord this important discussion we had about judging and we pray that you give us clarity, Lord. We, we already learned so much from each other. And we pray that you give us more clarity and give us that discernment that we talked about so that we are not uh, just giving a, a free pass to everything, and, uh, but we are siding with you so that the things that you love, we want to love those things. And uh, if it needs correction in somebody, that uh, we, we have the courage and the love to do that. But we also don't want to be judging others the way you said it in your word uh, so that uh, we are not judged. And, uh, and we look at other people uh, the way you look at them, that they are made in your image, and they are always welcome back home to you uh, if they repent. Uh, we pray, Lord, as we go about our business, that you be with us in all our affairs, and uh, we put everything uh, that we do into your hands, Lord. So that we are guided by you and we stay under your your shelter, under your wing. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Fish Meeting Bible Study Group. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week as we continue our study of God's Word. Until then, live what you learned.